Episode 26, as you'll hear soon. This is going to be a very short intro. I know I always say that, but this one is going to be short. All right, you're going to hear a great conversation that I had with Robert Ramos from Mission Rosary, so you're going to hear all about that. I just want to say that uh, this is the first time that my podcast has been delayed a little bit. Uh, it's just been a whirlwind. I was very sick earlier this week, uh, like a baby, like a baby. You know, they, they say like, you know, old like guys, men are like, wimps when it comes to being sick. Very, very true. I'm a 40-year-old baby. Uh, I was in the hospital earlier this week. I thought I was having some heart problems. Uh, that's not the case. I think it was a panic attack. And I don't, I don't understand what's going on because I, I used to have panic attacks like years and years and years ago, like horrible panic attacks. And I was honestly healed of them, healed of them for like 15, 17 years. And I mean, I didn't even have a panic attack when my brother passed. I didn't have a panic attack when, uh, you know, uh, I was leaving a parish that I loved for six years and going to an unknown place. Like now things are going well and I'm having panic attacks again. I, I, I really don't understand what's going on, but I'm grateful that my heart is okay. But then I left the hospital and I, I must have caught like a stomach bug because later that night I had a 103.9 fever. I don't remember having a fever that high since I was a little kid and had the chills and the stomach bug. There's a stomach bug going around. I stayed at my parents' house and it was like my mom was taking care of me. Big shout out to my mom. Huge shout out to my mom taking care of her 40-year-old priest baby. Baby. Huge shout out to my mom. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's when we're sick, when we're most vulnerable and when 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 things, you know, we're calling out to God and, you know, it, it's, I, I want to encourage you to watch the parish mission that me and Monsignor Paul, Bo, Paul Bokikio just did at St. Paul's and Ramsey. They live streamed it. So it's on their uh, Facebook page, St. Paul's in Ramsey, New Jersey, St. Paul's uh, Roman Catholic Church, Ramsey, New Jersey on Facebook. Um, the witness that I gave Monday night, I, that was of God. Like that was not of me. I didn't prepare. I was sick. Uh, I didn't realize how sick I was at the time. Uh, but the Lord brought me back to my beginnings and how it all started. And I just want to encourage you to check out that Monday night witness uh, from the parish mission, but check out Monsignor Paul's talks. And then we, we, you know, the mission was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I just go check it out. Thank you, Father John Gabriel and the people of St. Paul's and Ramsey uh, for bringing us back, bringing me back there to do your parish mission. What an honor it was. What an honor, honor, honor God provided. I don't know how he got me there every night, <laughs> but God provided. Uh, next week is Holy Week, the holiest week of the year. I want to please encourage you, please do not only go to Easter Sunday Mass. Of course, go to that, go. But if you've never been to Holy Thursday Mass, if you've never been to the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday, please go. If you've never been to the Liturgy of the Lord's Passion on Friday at 3 o'clock p.m., please go. If you've never been to an Easter Vigil Mass on Saturday night, the Super Bowl, the Mother of All Masses, please go. Don't just go Easter Sunday. Go. It's called the Holy Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday. Very powerful stuff. 
Um, I'm going to start making some changes. Uh, my health, I joke around about how big I am, how fat I am. After this recent scare, this ill illness, uh, no, uh, serious things have to be done. Um, I, I am going to talk on Monday with a very special guest. I hope it works out, but we're going to focus on suffering, the problem of suffering and evil, the su- problem of suffering and pain in this world, because this week we focus on the suffering of the most innocent person that ever existed and the death of the most innocent person that ever existed. And the biggest obstacle to God, the biggest obstacle to, 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 to belief in God is the suffering of the innocent. And I'm going to talk to, hopefully on Monday, a very, a master, a master at this, written over a hundred books. I can't wait. Say a prayer. So listen, um, email me uh, if you have requests. Um, yeah, so Listen, have a great week. Um, if you could donate, please do uh, check out the links in the show notes. I'm excited to introduce to you now at this four, four minute and 30 second intro, uh, Mission Rosary with Robert Ramos. Check him out. Support his ministry. God bless. Peace. All right. Welcome back. Holy messes to a holy mess with his holy mess, Father Paul. Father Pool. That's what Christopher West says. He calls me Father Pool. Uh, for some reason, I can't hear this in my headphones too much. Hello, hello. Oh, there we go. There we go. How's your volume? Good. It's all good in the hood. We're not editing that out. Uh, this is episode 26. Last week, I said it was episode 24, but it was really 25. So we did two episode 24s in a row, but we're going to jump to 26. Hello. Uh, my name is Father Paul Hulis. I am grateful to welcome you. Uh, not welcome you, to welcome Robert Ramos from Mission Rosary uh, to this podcast uh, in my studio in Harrison, New Jersey. A lot of times I'm interviewing people via Zoom and they're from across the country. Uh, Sometimes I take my podcast with me. Only a couple of times have I had live interviews in my studio and I'm happy to be here today because I'd rather do it in the studio. It's better equipment, uh, less editing and all that jazz. And I'm happy to welcome Robert Ramos to my studio. Robert Ramos with Mission Rosary. How you doing? Father Paul, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm really excited to be on your podcast. Hey, I'm grateful. Are you kidding me? I need a podcast for next week, man. But thank you for letting me interview you so I don't go a week without a podcast. No, you don't want to do that, right? <laughs> and I love the fact that I finally get a chance to speak to somebody locally. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're having a little bit of... Um, uh, all right, we're having some audio issues. Is that good? You hear it? It's all right. Can I mean I took it out. Oh yeah. yeah. But is it okay that yeah, you yeah, just yeah, hear I me hear like you. this? Yeah, I hear you. You like good? This. Yeah. All right. Cool. It's, it's static, you know, and then I'm already. Nervous. All right. I'm sorry. Now, no, I'm, it's okay. you know what? In your presence, I'm gonna order another one. <laughs> oh wait. In your presence, is, gonna... is this still going on? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, this is also I, yeah, a comedy yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, too. It is. It is. It's 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 a mess. It's a holy mess. <laughs> I might cut it out. I might not. So, uh, but here's the dealio. Um, you're in my archdiocese. I recently saw a post that you posted um, about your family. And I didn't tell you this before, we were just talking for about 45 minutes before this episode, but one of the things that really uh, caught my eye to your post, because you know, a lot of times we just scroll, 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 and is that there were a bunch of um, yellow flowers, okay? And you were talking about a death in your family. Now, I did not tell you this, and I didn't even know that I wasn't like holding this, like I'm gonna open up with this, this is just, but like, so when I think the post was about your father passing, it was about my father, about yes. your father passing. And what's the significance with the yellow roses? So yellow was just his favorite color. 
It's what it was. So as a little kid, um, you know, so I lost my father at the age of two in a car accident in the Bronx. My father was a tow truck driver in the Bronx, actually passed away on a St. Patrick's Day. Um, and last week was the first time I actually went out and celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So I was also talking about that. The fact that I you know, kind of grew up hating, you know, kind of hating that day or just being really sad, right? Because, like, I didn't get a chance to know my father. My father didn't know his father. So I had all these weird things that I've always held on to. But I don't know much about him. But I do know one of the things is that he loved the color yellow. So he dressed me a lot in yellow as a kid. So when I, when I would go visit his cemetery, I would always want to put either carnations or roses, but it just had to be yellow. Put it across his name. Now, I'm interested to know what's the significance in yellow. Okay, so the significance for me of why I like stopped dead and I'm like, I read it and looked at the pictures is because, uh, one, my grandfather and my brother. So my grandfather, he passed away, I believe it was August 35th. First, 2022, right? I'm sorry. No, 2002, right? So uh, in the backyard, they were trying to um, uh, grow these yellow flowers in the in the back, and it just wasn't happening. Like the seed, like it just it just wasn't working. It just the the flower, the roses were not growing. Okay, all right. So I'm probably gonna get a part of the story wrong, but either the day he died or the day of the funeral, whatever it was, they all sprout up. They all, all the yellow roses sprout up and it became this thing of like, you know, a sign that my grandfather was good and in, 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 in heaven. Okay. Now my brother, while he was still alive, he went uh, to Florida, right? For a couple months, came back with a sleeve of tattoos, a sleeve. He didn't have any tattoos, came back with a sleeve of tattoos. He had the Blessed Virgin Mary. He had the rosary and he had one yellow rose, a yellow rose uh, in honor of my grandfather, his grandfather, right? So when my brother passes away on the 100th anniversary of Our Lady of Fatima, May 13, 2017, wow. okay? Yeah, when he passes away, I start seeing and receiving yellow roses everywhere, everywhere. I mean, like, it was like a sign. Now, I understand that it's really, it's originated with my grandfather. So to most of my family, yellow roses, they think of my grandfather. For me, though, I think of both. I think, and I especially think of Kevin. Um, and, you know, my brother did it to honor my grandfather, but yellow roses, to me now, is, is my brother, for the most part. And that's interesting, because I don't know where the yellow comes from, right? So, I, you know, one of the things about losing my dad at the age of two is that I don't know a lot about him. Mm. Um, you know, again, he passed away. I was really young, and, and you know, my parents weren't together. And, and I kind of get into kind of, you know, those that have been following me for a while understand how important he is to my faith journey. So, I would. it's one of those questions I'd love to know. I'm sure... I assume there's some significance. I mean, my father was a tow truck driver. He was a roughneck from the Bronx, but he, yelled, he loved yellow flowers. So there's got to be a story there. I just don't know it. Um, wow. That, so your father was from the Bronx? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm also my born in my the mother Bronx. was raised in the Bronx. You, my, my mother was born in the Bronx. Yeah, I was born Look in the Bronx. This, my, mother was born, my mother was born in Manhattan in, um, in Metropolitan Hospital. And my father, I mean, they're all from the city, but the Bronx is what we call home. Yeah. Wow. Dude, no coincidence. No, man. not at all. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. And my grandfather, right? So my, my my grandfather lived in the Bronx. I don't think he's from the Bronx, but I could be wrong. Maybe yeah. my grandfather is from the Bronx. I know that my mother was raised there, and then they ended up moving the, to uh, uh, Rockland County. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, man. So it was those yellow flowers, and I'm like, you know what? This guy messaged me a while ago about yeah. you know uh, connecting, and I'm like, can you please come on the podcast now? You know, let's 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 do this now. And so I want to thank. 
obviously God, uh, your dad, my grandfather, my brother for, you know, having some hand in, in getting this together because we're going to be talking about your ministry, Mission Rosary, which is, I would assume, all about promoting the rosary, obviously the Blessed Virgin Mary leading us to her son. Um, so I'm just grateful that this is happening today. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and as I said, again, thank you. Um, super nervous. I never take these things for granted. Um, every time I have a chance to tell the story, it's just a blessing. Hey, I get super nervous every time I press record, man. Every time. Start breathing heavy. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I'm just the guy, a priest, interviewing somebody else. I guess that's a theme for the show because it's the same thing, right? Just, just standing in faith and just knowing that I'll be, you know, believing that I'll be guided yeah. in the right direction. Um, yeah. Because God knows I'm not a, you know, I, there's a lot of awesome Catholic speakers. I'm not one of them. But what I do is have a passion for leading uh, especially men, right, to pray a, a family rosary, a daily rosary. And again, and I do this all to honor my father. So I, I can't wait to, you know, kind of talk to you about Mission Rosary, but also tell you how Mission Rosary came to be. Yeah, well, that's what, and a lot of people, please, I mean, if you're like a man and be like, oh, this is about the rosary, I'm going to skip this, uh, you know, um, podcast episode because the rosary is for the, like the old ladies, uh, you know, uh, the, the senior citizens out of mass, which I have an entire comedy bit about senior citizens praying the rosary after mass. I will not do it now, but like, I'll never forget when I was at Seton Hall University, Father John Dennehy, uh, Either I saw him say this or I heard that he said this, but like at the end of one mass, he just like held up the rosary and he just goes, real men pray the rosary. <laughs> like with his thumb, you know, like his thumb up, you know, like giving a thumbs up. And that's like so Father John, the real men pray the rosary. So I'm excited. You know, we're getting closer to Holy Week here. This episode is going to air the week before Holy Week, yep, so uh, I'm planning on doing something, pushing the rosary, then talking about suffering and death, and then talking about a week later, uh, the resurrection and heaven. So what can you tell us, man? Like, what is Mission Rosary? Why are you doing it? You know, tell us a little something about you. I mean, we're all over the place. It's totally fine. Um, but here we go, man, with two broken vessels, trying to do something beautiful for God, like Mother Teresa said. I'm no Mother Teresa, let me tell you that right now, but... Here we are in this room that needs to be painted uh, with some equipment that I don't exactly know how to use, and we're just going to talk about the things of God. Again, man, thank you. You're making this much easier for me to have this conversation because I'm still working through this, right? So I'll start at the top. Um, as I said, I lost my father at the age of two, and I didn't know much about my dad growing up, but um, when we were younger, we eventually moved from the Bronx to South Florida, and my, my grandmother had my father's body you know, transferred to be close. That's where she lived, in Opelika, Florida. So she'd pick me up as a little kid, and she'd take us to Mass, and then she'd take us to the cemetery, right? So where I have um, two sisters, right? And everyone has a different relationship with, you know, going to see their loved ones in the cemetery. You know, you know I mean, that's a whole other thing, right? You know, do you actually have to go? For me, it was always as a way just go and sit in honor. So she'd take us as a kid, as kids, take us to Mass, take us to the cemetery. I'd always go, grab, grab again, the yellow carnation or rose, put it across his name, and that was like a cool connection because that's all I really knew about my father. I knew that my father passed away when I was young. I knew that my father was the reason I was baptized. So we'll talk about that too. And that, that's also a pretty cool story into Mission Rosary. But um, so again, my dad was, you know, my grandmother was a very devout Catholic. My father was one of 11. 
And um, but there, you know, he had different brothers and sisters, but he was still one of eleven. She made sure that you know they were they were definitely raised going to mass. So again, like I like to call my father a roughneck because my son when he sees pictures of him, I have a picture at home, and those that follow me on Facebook, I've seen it. You know, he's got his sleeve rolled up, he's got the the Newport on the side of his mouth, and, he, and he's in his tow truck, right? So he was one of those guys that you I know used to smoke Newports back in the day. Yeah, it's funny because people are like, "Man, your dad was nobody to mess with," you know. Wow. So uh, he was he was that guy, right? Wait, what's was, his name? His name, he went by Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Torres, yeah, okay. so Roberto Torres, uh, Robert Ramos. Um, so again, so my parents weren't married, and um, and, and I say that too, actually, and, and you know, it's funny how the Holy Spirit will guide me in this, because uh, a lot of things happened during the pandemic, right? So Mission Rosary was born during the, pan- pan- uh, during the pandemic, but also... I the pandemic it, of 1918? No, the pandemic that we just, no, that we're I'm still feeling right now in our system. <laughs> but, um, but one of those things is that, you know, I mentioned in, in the beginning that my, you know, I didn't get a chance to know my father. My father didn't get a chance to know his dad. So during the pandemic, while I was cooped up in this little small Hoboken apartment with two kids and a wife and a dog, feeling really anxious, I didn't realize some of the best blessings for the rest of my life happened in that time because I was able to get the the message for mission rosary which wasn't clear at all um and then i was able to find my father's paternal father's family to take it ancestry dna and um and 23 and me so during that time really? like while we're sitting at home and we you know again i mean shoot there are deers running down washington street in hoboken so for those of people that are local know that are you serious there were deers running down hoboken during the pandemic it was so crazy what and was that about? It was man, and I remember walking to the you know walking to the waterfront. That makes me think of the movie I Am Legend. Well, and that's and then when I saw when 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 uh, when Trump sent the boat right to with all the supplies, yeah. that was like we looked at each other like what's going on? Oh, you were able to see? Yeah, it. we were able to like watch the news and then run outside and take a look at it. And I think wow. I even probably have a picture on Facebook wow. when that happened. Um, but again, I don't, I don't get all over the place. But again, so going back to my father, and, and this all ties into Mission Rosary is, you know, I knew he was a, I knew he was a tow truck driver. I knew he was a, he was a roughneck. I knew he loved his kids. Um, I knew that he loved yellow, and I knew he was the reason I was baptized. And then when I was five or six years, six years old, my grandmother grabbed my hand, and we're at Mass, and she said, your father was an altar boy, so you're going to be an altar boy. So I always looked at my Catholic faith as a way to connect with him and a way to honor my dad. Because again, like I love the New York Yankees. I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan. Like no one's a Buffalo Bills fan in my family. Like where did this stuff come from? Right. You know, Okay. okay. Um, you know, so, so it was one of those things where I always looked at my Catholic faith as a way to honor my dad and I went to mass regularly as a little kid, um, you know, and then when my grandmother passed away, unfortunately, I was away for a couple years. But when I was 14 years old, I'd actually walk myself to church. And, um, and, and I've talked about this. When you were 14 past, years old. When I was 14 years old, man, I'd walk myself to church. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, I want people to hear that right yeah. there because a lot of people, I can't get to church. My, a lot of teenagers, my parents won't it's, drive me. You know, and I, we are all over the place here. So though, I, w- I will cut you off several times. Don't worry. <laughs> so that's a good point. But I do have to ask you, you mentioned twice now, and I did not ask you, and I know the listeners already want to know what you mean by this. Um, what do you mean that you, your father is the reason that you were baptized? Yeah, so my parents weren't married. And I, I love this because, again, um, and I guess I'll just talk about it right now, right? So my, my mother, I love my mother, but, I mean, I can't. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm 43 years old. So when my mother was my age, I was already 22 years old out of the Army. You know, so sometimes I forget that because I have eight-year-old twins, right? Um, so it was hard on us, right? We had a really hard life. We, you know, I've told this story before. There'll be some people who know my story. So I've gone through a lot of ups and downs growing up. And 
Um, it, again, so it's been kind of hard, but I've always kept the faith and moved forward. So my parents were not married. And um, St. Dominic in the Bronx is where I was baptized. And you know how it was back in the day. You try to baptize a kid and you're not married. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. You know? Wow, really? So he, he uh, from what I understand, you know, he, 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 he being who he was, walked in there and was like, yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I'm whatever. You're going to baptize this kid. So I was born in November and I was baptized in February. And, okay, and that, right. you know, so that, that's kind of like tells you who, who he was. You yeah, know? good for him, um, man. And he, so you know, again, and I, when I talk to people, this is what we do: we lead our families in faith, right? You got to plant that seed. And even though I was raised without having him around, like he gave me the biggest gift. He and it was for me. It's oh, that was the driver. That's the reason I would go to mass when I was fourteen. That's the reason why. I did my confirmation on my own. That's the reason why I'd hang out and run the youth group and just try to be present. Because for me, there was so much chaos going on in my home life that I needed. There's what what's more safe, right, than being at church in front of the Eucharist? Like, what's more, what, like, what more protection do you need? Yeah. So, as a little kid, as a little guy, as a teenager, I knew that. Like, I I knew that I needed, I needed, to, I needed confession. God knows I need to go to confession. I need the Eucharist and I also need adoration. I knew as a little guy just hanging out in the church, sitting across, and I do it with my son now. We'll find an open church, we sit down, we say, Jesus is in there, right? But it's pretty cool to think about, like, as a little guy, you know, I, I understood that. And again, I mean, life up and down, you know, I, I was in the army, I've been, you know, been here, been there, but I've always come back yeah, to yeah. our faith. How old are your kids? Uh, eight years old. I have a boy and a girl. A boy. The bo oh, the twins. Yeah, the twins. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, identical. No, I'm just. No. <laughs> I love when I get that question yeah, though. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can definitely tell. So going back to my son, right? So I, I talked about how during 23andMe and Ancestry.com, I was able to find my father's paternal father. So you didn't know any of that oh, before. Oh man, I we had no clue. Like I'm, I'm a, I don't know, I'm a uh, more more than a quarter Irish. You know, like they were, you know. Like what you grow Irish. up thinking you were? Oh, Puerto Rican, one hundred percent. Puerto Rican from the Bronx, like the rest of us. Right? And then did did ancestry and twenty three and me change that? But I always, so I always look different, right? You know, and my mom. So I'll, I'll even go into the story here because it's it's not a secret, right? So I'm Robert Ramos, and my father was Bobby Torres. Why was that? So. Well, my mother got a chance to meet my father and, and understood that. And my dad kind of said like, hey, you know, uh, I don't really know who my father is, but I just know he's might be Irish or Scottish. Mm. And he kept it moving. That was the kind of guy he was. It, it didn't really bother him. Now, let's just say the guy that he had his name, he was not a good guy. Right. So he, he does some things that my mother, when she got a chance to learn. And my mother says this all the time, like, I didn't want you carrying that name. So she told my father, like, listen, you want to name him Robert? That's your son. But, you know, I, I don't I don't like that Torres. And my father said, I don't care. He's my son. He looks like me. So, like, that's the kind of guy he was. That yeah, stuff didn't yeah, bother yeah. him. He was like, whatever. Wow. Um, so so that's how I'm Robert Ramos. And then my, uh, my... So it's not necessarily that you didn't know his side of the family because he died when you were two. He didn't. You're saying he, he, he didn't even so know. So I knew my grandmother that led me to Mass is his mother. Um, so, so definitely, you know, the, definitely I was around them, but even as a kid, you don't understand that there's so much family politics that happened that as a, you're just a kid, man, you know, you don't know what, what happened here and, and whatever, but isn't I, that the best thing ever to be a kid and not know, not right. Not, not understand what's going on. It's just like, yeah, man. 
Uh, I, I miss it. All I knew is that she was grandma, and when she was alive, we got a lot of Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that much when she passed away, but uh, but God bless them. You know, I mean, to this day, like my father was one of eleven. I do keep in touch with all my uncles. I'll give him a shout out because I'm sure he's going to listen to this a hundred times. Hello, uh, uncle. A <laughs> hundred times. A hundred times. I, and have him share it. A hundred. And I'm having shared a hundred times. All right. But no, but uh, that's my father's little little brother, and I'm like four years younger than him. You know. But, um, but, you know, I was kind of raised like that. I was kind of, my grandmother passed away when I was so young that I really didn't understand her importance in my life, right? So when you're growing up, you know, you, you got to go to mass, but you don't understand what that it's about. For me, I guess I looked at it differently because I was like, wow, this is one thing he did. So at least I had like the, the foresight of self-awareness to think like, this is something my dad used to do so I can actually connect with him on this level. And that's what I always, you know, I always looked at going to mass and serving in the mass as a way to serve him. When I became a father myself, th I really started to ramp it up. So, and look, I'm not perfect. God knows. And, and I look in the mirror all the time. I think it was Sister Didi that said, um, be careful what you ask for. Like, if you pray to God, be careful what you ask for. Because mm. when you get it, you know, what are you going to do with it now? Because yeah. I always want to serve. I, I just want to keep on serving in every capacity. So before the pandemic, I, a regular guy, just went to Mass, led my family to Mass. You know, remember the Knights of Columbus, what, any type of ministry I can get involved with, I do it. So if it's doing something in the Archdiocese in New York with the Alasha Dominicana and different mentorships, I do that. Coaching, dropping off things at certain shelters, cold drives. Just I just wanted to be in service. I wanted my kids because I was not raised with the luxury of having like that father figure and and just having my dad right and 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 just I wanted my kids to see. Dad, this is important. Dad, serving people is important to all of us, not just dad, but mom too. You know that statistic is out there. If the mom leaves the kids to church, like what, 20 something percent stay uh, Catholic, right? But if it's the father, that jumps into the 90s. Yeah, why Why is that? I mean, because that, that, that doesn't, like I, I, I have heard that or numbers kind of like that. It doesn't sound too great for like the women, but it's not their fault. But no. It just happens to be the statistic that if the father brings the kids to the church that they follow it more they keep going I, I don't know why that is i mean just look at our generation right dads are like homer simpson like that's that's what a father is right unfortunately uh, how do how is a dad you know like how's a dad portrayed nowadays yeah you know? in the media the, yeah, yeah like so a father is the rolling stone you know so if the father's not the strong man that that gets on his knees and says all right kids let's let's do, look a whole rosary yes or a hell mary or a hell holy queen or something right just praying with the kids and having them understand how important that is that it's not about this world this world leads us to the next world and i've been entrusted with those two kids so even though you know again my, my relationship with the church you know I, I don't like to say i'm a convert or a revert but i definitely took my breaks right because i had a really you know really interesting childhood um a lot of ups and downs so you know i found myself going to mass a lot when my grandmother was alive taking a couple of years off when i was 11 she died when i was 11 so 11 to 14 I was probably playing video games. I definitely played baseball, right? I wasn't going to church consistently. It wasn't really important in our household. But when I was old enough to walk, and I'm talking about this is not like a, a five-minute walk. I'd walk 30 minutes to the parish. But then I met friends, right? Then you meet people in the neighborhood, give you a ride back. You start to build a community because that's what this is all about. Yeah. So then I was able to be in the church. And then I got to the part where I started to date and went away to college. So I actually left Miami 
went to Mercy College in Dobbs Ferry for one year and played baseball. I wasn't going to Mass back then. I was trying to play baseball. I was in college. I, you know, again, Pretty I wasn't much after formed. your grandmother passed, you weren't going. Well, I, I did. I, I went back. My grandmother died when I was 11, and then I went back for my confirmation on my okay. own. But right. I, I had this, like, kind of, like, ping, ping pong. Um, back with uh, with 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 faith, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, I like um, that. Yeah, the ping pong. It, it really, yeah. man. And sometimes I, f- I do feel like an imposter. Like I, sometimes I do. I beat myself up. Like God, was it, why wasn't I more devout? I, I'll be honest, because like when I went to the army, you know, like there are no uh, atheists in the foxholes. No atheists in the foxholes. So when you're in training, is that actually true? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, think about it, man. I mean, so I know when I was in the military. You know, I love the Knicks, and I remember there was a, the, the, the chaplain, the priest, would actually print off articles when I was in basic training. Uh, and I'll never forget this. It was the summer that the Knicks uh, signed Chris Charles and, and uh, Allen, Iver- Allen uh, Houston because yeah, they were— I'm the, the wrong guy oh, to talk okay. to, but I have so no it, idea. Any Knicks fans, because they wanted—they were supposed to get Reggie Miller was a Nick killer. They were supposed to get, um, you know, Chris Webber. But anyway, I remember because I'd be like, Father— like what, what's going on? And then we talk basketball, and he was he'd print me out articles, and I'd take the, this is during oh, basic training. Great, so he was the best man, like he was the best. But um, so in the military again, you know, I kind of got reverted back to my faith, and then I knew like you know it's getting serious. And I was in the army before the towers went down, right? So you know you joined. What made you go? What made you join? Uh, honestly, I had nowhere to go, man. I, I again, I had a really colorful upbringing, and um, you know, uh, to this day, I like you know my mother pushed us, right? And we were raised in a real, I mean, we were raised in, in the inner city of Miami. Um, it's one of those situations where you're either dead or in jail. And it's true. If I look at my little league baseball team, I'm the only one standing. No, come yeah, on. No. The only one? Only one standing. No exaggeration. No exaggeration. Dead or in jail, man. Dead or in jail. That's and how bad it is? That's how bad there? it was over there. It still is. Yeah. So my mother, so our four kids, no matter how messy it was, because it was definitely messy at times. All four of her kids went on to grow up. And again, like we definitely had, I mean, the Holy Spirit was guiding us, right? Like we were definitely being protected to, to be raised in a neighborhood like that. My sisters are the only ones that, you know, that were able to get married and, and you know, not get with the wrong kind of guy. Um, my brother's doing well and, and myself, you know, we were able to be raised in the neighborhood and, and move on. But, um, but I had to go to Army because I really had nowhere to go. Okay. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I did that. And then, um, so I like to say I joined for the thank GI Bill. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, joined for the GI Bill. And then, you know, then we, then we had to fight a war, right? Because that was before the towers went down. Oh, wow. But, um, but that, that was also, it was great. It you were deployed? Yeah. It gave me, it gave me, you know, it's exactly what I needed, right? So it's one of those situations where as a, as a young guy, I didn't really understand. Now I'm grateful for that experience, right? So when I went into the military, I was there for the wrong reasons. Ah, I don't want to be here. And then, you know, again, like I said, I didn't go into mass, get the information from the priest about the Knicks and just kind of like serving my time. The way I looked at that time back then was, man, everyone's in jail. This is my prison. Like this would be the worst I ever do. Wow, um, and it was right, and it, and it gave me. I mean, shoot, you you get you give kids leadership positions and stuff like that, you know. So I I'm definitely grateful for my time in the military and, and all the experiences I got, all the people I met, and I wouldn't change it for the world. At that time, I didn't appreciate it, but definitely set me on the right path. Then when I came home, it was like I'm 24 years old, and um and then it's time to do what? It's time to find somebody to marry or finish school. So I went back and I, and I you know, went to Barry University down in Miami at Dominican uh, College. Um, and that's important, especially to the Mission Rosary story. And you know, it was finished college. This is where I met my now wife. And when I met my wife, uh, I, I love saying this story because 
I, man, I was all over the place. Talk about a mess. I was all over the place. I just got home. I was, you know, working for, for one of the wireless cell phone companies, going to school at night. And then I meet this girl who's really nice. And I'm like, ah, I don't want a relationship. I want to go to law school. I don't know what I want to do. And she was very patient with me. But I told her one day, like, listen, I know I don't go to church a lot now. And, you know, don't, like, you know, we're, you don't really know a lot about me. But when we get married, it has to be in the church. I don't know why, but it has to be in the Catholic church. She went to RCIA behind my back, like without me knowing while we were dating. And then she came to me one day and says, will you be my sponsor? And I was like, oof, like, like who does this? Why didn't she tell you? Why was it behind know, your back? I don't know why, but I mean, God, I don't like she know. She wanted it to be a surprise. Like yeah, a it was nice definitely surprise. a surprise. Yeah. Like she, she always takes a joke. Like, you know, I did everything I could not to be in a relationship. Right. I'd be like, I don't want to talk to you today. And then I call her up like, want to watch a movie? And she's like, this guy's nuts, you know, because wow. I was all over the place, man. I just got home from the military. I wanted to be normal. What's normal, right? I wanted to get back on track. I wanted to go to school. Um, one day I'd wake up and say, yeah, I want to, like, maybe it's time to settle down. You're still in Miami. Uh, yeah, I was in Miami all the way. We, we actually got married in Miami. So when I got out the military, I went back to South Florida. And then that's where I met her. And then we, okay. we, came, up, we came up here in 2009 after we got married in 2009. Why? Why would you leave sunny Miami mm. for Hoboken, New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and back then I moved to Harlem. So, that, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, it was a, it was a promotion and relocation. Uh, you know, so again, it goes back to my dad, man. Like, you know, um, being connected to my father. My father was a New Yorker. I, I don't know. Like, it's always, it always mm. goes back to my dad. You what know, year did you get married? Uh, 2008. Okay. Yeah. So right. 2008. And then like, I think a week after that, my boss came to me and says, hey, we have a director position open in New York City. And I remember coming home and I'm like, hey, and my wife was a school teacher at the time saying, hey, do you want to move? <laughs> and that's how it came together for, for us. She was cool with it right away? Well, we come to visit and, you know, like, you know, it's exciting and you, no one likes where they're from. Right. So if you ask my wife right now, she would you cannot give her a million dollars to move back to South Florida. Really? She, she wouldn't do it, yeah. Oh, I'm not moving away from, from Jersey. I love being from North Jersey. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, Jersey's a throwback. So for those of you that are listening that are from our area, this is like, for me, this is like the Bronx in the 90s. It's the really? vibe. Yeah, definitely. The vibe in New Jersey is the Bronx in the 90s. Because what I mean by that, there's a lot of community. We take care of each other. We still do that, right? It's like the movies. You know, Hoboken's a small town of 60,000 residents. And you can definitely build out your niche there, you know, especially if you're a part of a parish community or just like if you have kids that are playing ball. I don't know. It's just different. Yeah, living Where, in Hoboken is probably really cool. Yeah, uh, it's, I know a lot of people, especially a lot of young adults moving there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a cool place you to, to I, I can't imagine my kids being raised there too, right? You know, don't get me wrong. It's not the cheapest place to live. Um, I don't know how long I'll be there. Yeah, But yeah, with yeah. that being said, it's pretty cool that being a town where everything's walkable, where, you know, again, I have five parishes. Within 13 blocks that, of each other. I, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, like, Jersey is not. But I, I even lived in uh, Arizona for like seven months and I was missing. And Arizona is like probably numbered in the top two to three of the most beautiful states in the United States. You know what I mean? Like, Arizona was, but there was something about Jersey that I missed. Something about the East Coast, North Now, South Jersey is a different beast. That's a separate country from North Jersey. We're kind of like North where, Korea, South where's Korea. Where's the line? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Probably the Raritan Bridge. Okay. Uh, but uh, no, <laughs> no, that's probably way too early up. But um, anyway, man. So 
All right, so you got married, 2008. Your wife joined RCA. She became Catholic. You're yeah, getting back into your faith. A, we had a sacramental marriage, and it was really cool because at that time, my my father-in-law, um, they had been away from the church for a while, but our marriage actually kind of motivated them to come back to the church. So that was pretty cool. And, and That's um, great. Yeah, so, so it's, you know, again, so I do say that my wife and I are the only ones in the sacramental marriage, right? So it is important to us. I, I'm, I'm the weird uncle. Where we're the weird family that has too many statues of that lady in our house. We've heard that before. For real? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. I love that lady. That lady, right? Not even our blessed mother, our queen. No, it's that lady. That's how they actually say it. It's, it blows my mind. But, but it's okay because, you know, I'll take that on. Um, I definitely would take that on. And especially my story going back to, you know, again, what's Mr. Rose. I'm sorry that I'm all over the place. But for those that uh, will hear this and know me, they're going to be like, yeah, that's that's him. I'm <laughs> yeah, we got to eventually get into Mission Rose. Yeah, we'll definitely you know do it now. I mean? and, this, and this is all connected. So d- during the pandemic again, you know, I was, I mean, we were, you know, we were serving where we could. You know, the kids definitely saw us going to mass, right? We were going to mass, going to adoration when we had, our, whenever there was an opportunity for adoration. Um, we're serving that, you know, I made sure my kids saw us. So if we were doing a coat drive, I made sure my kids were there. I wanted my kids to understand what it meant to serve. Right. So going back and I touched on a little bit, like I had a life that was kind of up and down and this is where I feel a little bit like an imposter and I'm, I'm lucky and blessed to have this life, but I, I didn't live this consistently. You hear these stories of these awesome people and then they go to Steubenville and then they go into ministry. That wasn't my path. My path was broken. There's so much to this that I haven't even gotten into. Uh, as we talked about earlier, I'm finding a way to kind of put it together. we got about five hours. People don't mind listening. <laughs> We've got about five. We're, we're trying to reach, like, go longer than Joe Rogan. You know gotcha. what I mean? That's, that's what we're... So let's go, man. So, uh, so, so you know, again, it was, a, it, was a, it was a lot of heart. It was a lot, it was a lot of heartache. It was a really tough upbringing. Um, you know, and so it was one of those where I looked at, you know, what I think the kind of life my father would have gave us. Right now, that's just maybe it's a dream, but it's just always a way I felt like think about it like this, all the time. Yeah. If this guy made sure I was baptized. He was going to make sure I went to mass. Right? He was going to make sure that, you know, you I really continued track. some type of relationship with him even after he passed. Oh, man. Every single that's decision. important for people to hear, man. That's really important. Every every decision that post that you spoke about, um, you know, I, every decision, every heartache, every bad news, every great news, I found myself with a handful of yellow uh, roses wow. or carnations at his gravesite, sitting there and talking to him and and asking him for guidance. You know that military um, that military decision. Do, do I go right? The chance to go. So I'll, I'll say this too. Like I didn't graduate high school, but I ended up going to played a, a semester of college baseball, right? Because that's, that's all I made a semester. You take a kid out of the hood and you put him in a college dorm to play baseball and no study habits, I was destined to fail. How'd you get into college without oh, a man. high school degree? I mean, I, did, I had like a, like GED? a, a GED, oh, but, I uh, but I just called every single school and said, can I have a tryout? I want to play baseball. And that's what it was. And then, thank God, you know, Coach Sullivan uh, let me in, let me on the team, and I got a chance to to hit that, you know, check that box. All right, all Um, right, cool, man. Yeah, but uh, so 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 back to Mission Rosary. So you so you move up here, you're in Harlem, uh, but then at some point you get to Hoboken, right? Yeah, we came to Weehawken. We've been in Hudson County for about twelve years. All right, and then bam, the pandemic. Like the pandemic hits, and. And this is where this ministry, which I'm recognizing as being fruitful. I mean, you're going all over the place. How did, what, what happened? How did Mission Rosary get started? What is Mission Rosary? And bam. So beginning of the Mission Rosary, I mean, beginning of the pandemic was, okay, good. We're, we're home. Let's, let's be with our families. Let's pray more, right? 
I was on 23andMe. I found my, my father's, uh, I found my grandfather. But as those days wore on, and especially Easter Sunday, I was destroyed. I, 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 and I remember my son, God bless him, we're watching Easter Sunday Mass on, on, on TV. And he says, yay, we can watch Mass on TV now. And I was like, no, we can't. Like, I was destroyed. I was like, the Eucharist is not on TV. And I was angry. And because I was, the churches were the locked, The churches right? were locked. And yeah. I remember, like, can someone just open the door and let us go to adoration? Uh, can we, Palm Sunday, like, can we just get a palm? I don't know. I felt like. I know, man. I, I, was, I know. It hit me hard because I felt like, how easily can they take it from us? And how easily can I lose like, I'm, again, I'm trying, man. Like, again, I, I'm not the, the most, you know, I'm not a theologian, right? I'm just a guy trying to serve, right? I say it all the time. I'm, there's nothing special about me. I'm just a guy trying to serve. So as those days went on, I just started getting really down and depressed. And then some things that I still haven't really dealt with that happened in my childhood started bubbling up. So as those days went on, I was a wreck. We were in a small apartment. I was horrible to be around. I felt so bad for my kids. And I was just like, someone save me. Were you angry at the church? I was angry at everybody. I was. I was angry at the church. I, I you know, definitely. I mean, how can I think we it's lose? something that needs to be talked about. I mean, with respect and obedience, I, I was constantly throwing around the obedience thing. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think this is important to talk about, um, you know, in the very beginning of the pandemic, in the very beginning, I, I got to point the finger at myself because I was very scared. And, and, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I was, I, I, I think I was a part of the problem in terms of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got to do everything we got to do, you know, lock the church, all this stuff. And a lot of my friends and a lot of priests were upset. They didn't feel like the church should be, should be locked. And in the very beginning, I was so scared. I was kind of with that mindset of, no, it should be. And obviously, it's only in hindsight. So I don't want to be somebody now being like, yeah, how dare they, like, pointing the finger. I was a part of that. But, like, looking back, man, I mean, you were able to go, you go to a liquor store. You know what I mean? You go get, you go get a bottle of Jack Daniels. You couldn't get the Eucharist. You go to Jersey Mike's and get a nice sub. You couldn't get the Eucharist, you know? And now the bishops are doing a three-year Eucharistic revival. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my mindset is like, well, man, three years late. It should have started, <laughs> started March 2020. It, it's like, you know what I mean? How can we talk about how important the Eucharist is when we deny it? Now, and I'm, I'm pointing the finger at me. I'm pointing both hands at me, uh, 100%. So, um, and, and you know what? whatever is that but i think that's important because i think you know it's i'm glad that you brought this up because it was messing with you yeah no, and something did. beautiful came out of this right so can you speak yes yeah, so absolutely so so again i got really down and depressed and uh i come across so i, I get my son i'm like i, I mean again I, how do i get out of this so i come across a video of saint uh pope john paul ii praying the rosary in latin and I don't know what it is, and I'm not trying to start controversy, right? But I don't know what it was, but with every Ave Maria, I felt like I, I literally felt a layer off my chest. Mm. And I felt this hope, and I was like, this is amazing. And I started to think, they're like, okay. So and then I, I have videos of my son, again, he's five years old, doing the rosary in Latin, like reading it, because he loves languages. Yeah. Um, and, and just sitting with him in his room, it's like, all right, like I started to get the hope again. Because like beginning of the pandemic was fine. We're home. We're together. The middle of it was like, yay, I found my father's family. This is great. We're still together. And then deers and then boats and then depression and then anxiety. And then all the stuff I hid starts bubbling up. And I'm like, whoa. And then when they opened the church door, to me, it was worse. 
there were caution tape in the pews. Yeah, you know, and I'm just, and again, I'm coming at it from a regular guy, and and I don't, and I always say this, I don't, I mean, no, what I you guys be do, too, man. No, but, I, hey, man, I, what, you know, we're we're nothing. You know, I mean, we need our priests, and I'm always respectful, right? I fall in line. Obedience is for all of us, right? But it just hurt. I looked around, um, but again, so RJ is my son. RJ and I were we're doing the rosary in Latin. It just started to feel good, and that's where kind of like the seeds were planted for mission rosary. But I didn't really know, so um, I tell this story, and I've said it before. Uh, on Gus Lloyd's radio show because, uh, you know, Hoboken is alternate street parking, right? So, you know, I turned my car on one morning to change. So we had to move our cars, but the schools were closed, right? Going, going back to that, right? Mm. Liquor stores open, church is closed. You have to move your car, but the school's closed. So anyway, he's getting ready for Zoom school. I go downstairs to move the car because the car is parked in the street. And I turn it on and, and Gus Lloyd's show is talking about the importance of praying the rosary. And again, I said this to you early before the show. I have a lot of friends, a lot of the guys around the parish that are awesome men. They serve, they they cut the grass, they clean, anything needs to be done. But they're like, man, I'm not praying a rosary. Like that's for Sue, you know, right? That's for, you know, that's for Joanne, right? Um, like I'm going to move the rocks around and I'm going to pray and I'm going to go to confession. All that's Joey. Yeah, right. It's not for Joey's. <laughs> so it's not for Neil or whatever, right? So, um, so I remember talking to the guys about like, man, I just, you know, again, it's, it's bubbling, like praying the rosary, you know, we're checking in on each other. We're doing Zoom meetings for Knights of Columbus Council, right? So we're doing that and every, everything is Zoom, right? And I, and I still don't, I, I still don't get with the Zoom thing. But anyway, move the car, Gus Lloyd's talking about the importance of the rosary. I stop, I listen. I'm like, wow, that's, that's amazing, right? People are telling their stories of their conversion. And I think like, Man, so again, I grew up going to public school. I grew up in, in the inner city. I, I, you know, I wasn't really formed, right? You know, like properly. So I'm like, man, why, why do we even pray the rosary, right? So go upstairs. Lunchtime comes. I'm going to go to McDonald's or whatever and pick up a slice of pizza. I don't remember. But I'm going to go get food. I turn the car on and I promise you, the lady left off like what I, a couple hours earlier because his show does replay, but I, I hit it right there. Like I finished hearing her sentence and I was like, huh. Yeah. So I heard that and I, I remember staying there and like, and I smiled. I was like, well, this is interesting. So again, went on and then started thinking. I started thinking out loud. So why do we pray the rosary, right? So I went back to our, you know, our blessed lady, right? Up here to St. Dominic and entrusted him with the rosary and entrusted him with her 15 promises. Mind blown. So I call all my friends. Do you guys know the 15 promises of the rosary? No. What are they? I don't know, but it's powerful. <laughs> so I'm Ooh, like, yeah. we, like we don't we don't talk, but there's so many awesome apparitions, right? And we have so many messages. So I was like, let me go back to the beginning of this, right? So again, I started writing down on a piece of paper, like, man, you know, 15 promises of rosary. You know, I was baptized out of Saint Dominic, right? And then the next day comes around again, the car again, and I'm not exaggerating. Why is that significant about the St. Dominic for the listeners? Oh, because I was baptized out of St. Dominic. No, 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 but who Because is my Saint, father... Led. Who is St. Dominic? Okay, so St. Dominic brought the, brought the rosary, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry about that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Satan, so Our Lady entrusted the rosary to St. Dominic, and he's the one that brought it to us in the world, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, and then going back to where I was baptized and where my dad kind of forced me in was St. Dominic. So, for yep. me, I'm looking at it like, whoa, yeah, there's a lot yeah. going on here. I'm not exaggerating. Next day, turn the car on, boom, more rosary, important talk. So I'm like, whoa, this is this some something going on here. And I sit in the car, I go upstairs, my wife is working, and I make a joke that she says no to everything. She doesn't like it. I'm like, hey, can I get a Diet Coke? No. Let's order a pizza. No. <laughs> right. So I walk upstairs, I open the door, and she's working, and I go, hey, babe. She goes, what? I said, what do you think about a rosary app? And she said, you should do it. I said, I should do it. I just said, what do you think about a rosary app? I don't even know where that came from. 
I go to the room, I have a little green book, and I, you know, as far all my notes and everything that, you know, made Mission Rosary come, you know, come to life. And I started writing again, like, you know, again, I was baptized at a St. Dominic Parish in the Bronx. My childhood parish was a Our Lady of Perpetual Help. I remember all this stirred up because I just wanted to, again, serve and help, and I want to be of service. You know, again, not perfect, just want to serve, man. I'm a grunt. Tell me to move a rock, I'll move it, as long as it helps the kingdom of God, right? And where were Melissa and I married? Holy Rosary Parish. Unbelievable. Yeah. So then, so I'm sitting, I write all this down, and again, my mom, I love her. My, my mother's the best. She did the best she could um, for us, right? But, you know, I wasn't raised in, in you know, traditional Catholic home. But what's my mother's name? My mother's name in Spanish is Maria de Rosario. Get the heck out of here. Translate that to English. Uh, Maria of the Rosary. Maria of the Rosary. You yeah. got it. That's your mom's That's name. That's my mom's name. Maria de Rosario. On, yeah. On, so, you know what? I, I, I normally don't curse on this thing, <laughs> but I, I really want to right now. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm sitting there in the room and I'm like, man, was I put on earth to do this? And at this point, the churches were open, but the caution tape was up and I had a lot of anger. Right, you know, and I even feel bad saying that because it's no, not. No, no, no. I think your, it's important. Yeah, it's not. It's not your fault. It's you know. Again, we did what we well, we Everybody did what we thought, supposed yeah, to the do. Leaders to truly. I mean, look, man. It's it's easy to point the finger at a leader, at a bishop, or somebody like that, and say they did this wrong. Right. Yeah. I I wasn't put in that position. You know what I mean? I yeah. wasn't. Whether it's it's our card cardinal here in Newark or in New York or Arizona, like. We don't know what it's like to be them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like they are the ones that are in trouble. Now, like, so yeah, can we have disagreements? Yeah, we, we could disagree. Can, can, we, can we even healthily criticize? Yeah, I think open, I think open talk is, you know, uh, I mean, as the Bible says, go one-on-one, -on -one, you know what yeah. I mean? Then, you know, stuff like that. So to just, you know, go on the, you know, we're not criticizing anybody in particular, but it is, it's something that like, I think we're afraid to speak negatively about something that we love, right? But I think sometimes, in, if done in charity, um, it could really kind of help. Oh, you, know what I, you know what I mean? So I, it's easy for me to be critical now three years later. You know what I mean? And I make jokes about it for comedy stuff or whatever. But at the time, like I said, I was scared. Yeah. I didn't know what COVID was. You know what I mean? So, yeah, am I critical now? Yeah, it's easy to be It's critical, easy, right? Hindsight. You know? But yeah. this is your experience and this is, I think you're speaking to what a lot of people felt. For sure. So I think it is important for you to talk about. For sure. And, and, and look, Monsignor Paul, right? He Not says, me. <laughs> Bo Kikio. Bo Kikio. Um, you know, uh, it, just a beautiful, uh, God bless him, right? a beautiful priest. And thank, thank God he's here um, in our area. But like he says, man, the church is a hospital, right? And we were sick. And, and you know, but again, with that being said, I do submit 100% to the ministry in the church. I submit to everything because I, that's, I'm not, we know who they are. I'm not going to sit here and point fingers at this yeah. mass versus that mass or, or whatever. I'm just a regular guy. But I, I you know, again, I know, and I, it was my. But you are part of the hurt. faithful and you have a voice, the yeah. voice of the faithful. Yep. That's important. So, so and Monsignor Paul, just to let you know, he he stole that from Pope Francis. That Pope Francis said <laughs> we are a field hospital. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Monsignor. All right, Godfather. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so so again, so sitting there thinking like, oh wow. So like all this is here. Like, what do I do with this? Right. Like I'm at the time I'm an insurance agent in New York City. 
But I, again, like I'm like, how can I ever go back to serve and remember, even though the doors were open around this point? So I got this feeling like around October-ish, you know, and I kind of went back and forth with the whole imposter. You know, I like there's a lot of awesome Catholic apps out there that raised millions of dollars. God bless them. And they're doing phenomenal. I can't compete with that. I don't want to compete with that. But I was thinking mm. app. Right. So I said, OK, if I'm going to do an app, how is it going to be different? So us being the universal church, I envision a just and it wasn't even an app. It was like and if you go on the website, you'll see like an online community that cannot be broken. And that goes back to the hurt of the pandemic. Those words are on my website. What's, because, what's your website name? It's missionrosary.com. Just so www.missionrosary.com. Okay, yep. great. So on there, you get to read a little bit of, of what this is. And, and again, I'm still building. This is still very early on. But um, I started thinking, okay, so how, how do we do this? How do I bring a, you know, how do we get a group together? How do, how do we make sure does it happen? How do we champion each other? How do we have each other's back? So I thought, okay, obviously being the universal church, I wanted to be offered in multiple languages. So Latin being important to me in that moment, yep. um, I was like, let me make an app that, you know, you can pray the rosary in English and Latin, and it can be professionally voice guided. This is what I'm thinking, man. I'm writing this stuff down. I'm sitting there at night. I'm like, let me, you know, professionally voice guided, you know, have like a fitness app. Wow. And, you know, so fitness app keeps you on track. How many have you prayed in a row? You know, share the social media. Um, you know, you know, again, how do we encourage others to say like, man, I'm broken and, 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 and I'm okay saying I'm broken. Some people have it together. God bless you, but I'm broken. I need you. So like, if, you know, I'm gonna put it out there and saying, you know, like, Hey, uh, let's pray. Let's hold each other accountable. Let's have prayer intentions. So this is just what I'm thinking. Right. And I have a little green book and I'm writing all that in there. And so I got to work. I didn't, you know, I'm not a person of a lot of resources, but again, that Holy Spirit moment, you know, and I was even thinking like, is this the Holy Spirit? Like, this is, this is crazy. So I went online. I started trying to figure out how do I get this app together? I drew it out. And then, if, you know, so like fast forward to now, I built that app in, um, in available in seven languages. So being from Jersey, I like to say it's all the languages spoken in our block, in our building. So it's a, the rosary is available in English, Spanish, French, Latin, Portuguese, Tagalog, and Italian. All professionally voice guided, right? How did you do that? How, Man, how did I don't, you? I, I'm telling you, I still don't know. It's one of those outer body, you know, like again, it was, I'd sit there, pot of coffee, a lot of the people in the really cool thing about mission rosaries i did it all with like um and it is an app too it's an app it's in the app store it's on a google play store yeah it's just mission rosary mission rosary yeah mission rosary prayer app and um and, I, and i'll touch more into the specific app but then i want to talk about what's in front of us right here okay. the mission rosary yeah, don't, journal don't i see you looking at the time don't worry about it oh. just just Let's, so let's, oh, let's the, promote the, this. the mission rosary journal. So when I was building that app out, right, I was working. So the cool thing about mission rosary is that I was able to, it, it was all like contractors, right? Like I was, you know, go online. I need somebody who could help me do this, you know? And man, it's like I, the exactly amount of money I needed to build the app is what I had. And I found, you know, the, the Portuguese, um, you know, um, prayer is a Portuguese guy in Portugal. Um, I had a girl in the Philippines who put, the whole thing together, like administratively, I had a guy in Canada who was like the engineer. I had kids in India that were putting it together. It was just like every, every other, every continent other than Antarctica touched the app. And what I thought was cool is that everyone wasn't necessarily Catholic, but they loved being a part of the project. And uh, I used to think that was a hard part. So while I was working on something or trying to fix, you know, trying to fix a design, um, that voice would creep in, right? The, you're not good enough. You're not, you're no one's going to listen to you. No mm -hmm. one's going to download your app. Yeah. You know, yeah. like people think about it. The people that you know, Robert is what I would hear. Um, the people that you know are not going to use technology to pray. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. 
So then I thought about, what, remember those 15 promises? I was like, what if I could put something together where I touch on the 15 promises of the rosary? So like, why do we even pray the rosary, right? So just something very simple, like here are the 15 promises of the rosary. So how to pray the rosary? Can I ask you something about the 15 promises? Because I'm a Catholic priest right now. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell you what those no, are. No, no. And, and that, maybe that's shameful of me. I no. mean, I do, and I pray the rosary almost every day. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Almost every day. I try to pray every day. I have them in front of me right now. Um, and the rosary means a lot to me. Um, but I don't know what the 15 promises and are. You know how I sum it up? Remember a couple of months ago or a year where the rosary was being attacked as a weapon? Oh, yeah. Because it's right there. Like, that's it. Like, like those Wait. who pray my rosary have my special graces. Like, those who pay my rosary have my protection. Those who pay my rosary will not go without need. It's, it's powerful. So, so the Blessed Virgin Mary herself, herself gave these 15 gave promises, these 15 to, promises to St. Dominic. He did. So yes. in from the beginning. From the beginning, this we had... a later apparition. Exactly. So, are you able to, to briefly tell us what those 15 are? I, I don't have them off... The, like, like you, I don't have them off the top of my head, okay. and I'm very right. nervous right now. But it boils back to... And, and this, this book's for you. This, this is um, why we have Google. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and this that, the book's for you. But, but again, it was one of those things that blew my mind because, man, I dealt with a lot of anxiety. I do. I do deal with a lot anxiety and I deal with a lot of stress and this is the best way I could describe that so I have this relationship with with just like our faith and my own personal demons I feel really down my face hits the ground I start praying again I, I go to adoration I go to confession I feel great again and then I feel silly for feeling down on the press yeah hey, dude, <laughs> right man. rinse repeat rinse repeat yeah. um you know so as i'm doing that i built the and you, you can open it here right so i built i started putting this book together all right and i'm holding um, a book right here called it's just mission a, rosary yeah it's just a mission rosary journal so you they, put this together i put that together yep and and the idea there is again just a place to write our prayer intentions and reflections so uh, another another joke i make but it's not a joke is we're really good. I'm really good at asking God for things. Every now and then I say thank you. But how do I know how God works in my life? Right? Like, look at this interview. I mean, I met you a year ago, and I was like, that would be really cool if I could ever get on his podcast, and now I'm sitting in the room with you, right? How, how do for you- the five listeners that, that are, no, no, we have a little more than five. <laughs> for the five I'll bring. <laughs> um, um, wow, this journal belongs to. Yeah, so- I'm going to put my name in this. Man, this is copyrighted and everything, yeah. dude. This is like, so I have a Padre Pio quote there, right? You know, that's my favorite saying, right? I know, I remember. Holy, some people are so foolish that they think that they can yeah. go through the, go through life without the help of the Blessed Mother. Love, Love the, Madonna the Madonna and pray the rosary. rosary. For her, yeah. rosary is the weapon against the evils of the world today. All graces given by God pass through the Blessed Mother. Wow. Right? Isn't that powerful? And then right there we go into... Right here, why the rosary? Bam. Then down there will be the 15 promises. Again, so why, how, the days, all the beautiful artwork associated with each mystery, right? So we want to keep, the way I, the way I describe so the this the 15 rosary. promises, I'm going to just read them, okay? Okay. So uh, this little prayer, okay. So the mysteries of the rosary contain the whole life of Christ. As we meditate, oh, wait, did I, did I it's, uh, imitate what they contain? Is that yeah, the, yeah. The, so the, first, the first No, no, one? no, that's just, that's like a little intro. I guess you could just go right down where it says number one if you want to go in order. Okay, so uh, the first promise of the rosary. To all of those who pray my rosary devoutly, I promise my special protection and great graces. That's it, right? Bam. After that, I don't think you need to read more, but I, for me, that was it. But wow. there's, there's, and that's from the Blessed Virgin and that's Mary. From the Blessed she said this is St. Dominic. She said this is St. Dominic. All right, and number two, those who shall persevere in the recitation of my rosary will receive, 
will receive some special great grace. Okay. Three, the rosary will be a very powerful armor, armor against hell. It would destroy vice, deliver from sin, and dispel heresy. Oh, <clears throat> is this your first time or you've seen them in a while? Yeah. Uh, four, the rosary will make virtue and good works flourish and will obtain for souls the most abundant divine mercies. It will draw the hearts of men from the love of the world and its vanities and will lift them to the desire of eternal things. Oh, that souls would sanctify themselves by this means. Five, those who trust themselves to me through the rosary will not perish. Six, whoever recites my rosary, devoutly reflecting on the mysteries, shall never be overwhelmed by misfortune. He will not experience the anger of God, nor will he perish by an unprovided, by an unprovided death. The sinner will be converted, the just will persevere in grace, and merit eternal life. Well, we got to stop and just pray the rosary right now. Uh, seven, those truly devoted to my rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church. Eight. Those who are faithful to recite my rosary shall have during their life and at their death the light of God and the plentitude of his graces and his share in the merits of the blessed. Nine, I will deliver promptly from purgatory souls devoted to my rosary. Wow. Ten, true children of my rosary will enjoy great glory in heaven. Eleven, what you shall ask through my rosary, you shall obtain. Twelve, to those who... Propagate my rosary, I promise aid in all their necessities. 13, I have obtained from my son, Jesus, that all the members of the rosary confraternity shall have as their intercessors in life and death the entire celestial court, meaning all the angels and saints, mm -hmm. right? 14, those who recite my rosary faithfully are my beloved children, the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, and 15, devotion to my rosary is a special sign of predestination. Wow. Mind blown, right? Yeah. Oof, man. I'm excited about this. So, I mean, I have, don't get me wrong, man. I, I have read those before in my yeah, lifetime. Of course. Yeah. You know, and all, you got pictures and everything. I have a picture. Yeah. So, so again, going back to the actual book, right? Like, how do we, so how, how do we do this, right? So, Going back to the Godfather, Monsignor Paul, right? Um, you just have a conversation with God. You know, so we have a lot of really awesome prayers that are given to us. And sometimes I hear like, oh, you know, your app's cool, but why don't you add this, that, and a third? And I was like, man, because it's holistically just the rosary, right? I want to focus on the rosary. That's the idea. But with this was, what's going on in our life, right? So that's our conversation with God. Uh, I made this gray for a reason. You know how much men love the journal? So I put together this, it's what it is. It's a journal. So we touch on... The 15 promises, keep those in front of you. The mysteries and art form so we can always go back and meditate and reflect on what, what we're praying about right then and there. And then our prayer intention and reflection, but that becomes a living document. So it's not like, you know, today I'm praying, you know, just, again, just, you know, for, for so many gui guidance and this weekend traveling and, and things that, you know, with my, with my family. And how do I get to see how God works in my life? So that, that can be a week, month, a year. We've seen those memes of, you know, it's like, you know, a girl loses a teddy bear and Jesus has a humongous teddy bear behind her back and different things, right? It's hard to understand, you know, sometimes why things happen, why we continue hurt. Again, my relationship, as much as I try to, 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 to lead my family, I still every now and then, right, that, that chink in the armor and I feel down and then I feel silly for feeling down and then, you know, going back 
you know, you know, it's just crazy, right? So how do we, how do I shorten that? And I know I'm not, like, none of us are perfect, but how can I be more Christ-like? How can I, you know, again, be more consistent in leading my family? And especially as a dad, I mean, I'm not a perfect husband and father, and sometimes I lose patience with my kids, and then I feel really bad because they're just kids and they're trying, right? And, and so I go back to my journal and I go back to my promises, and I think a lot of guys, you know, a lot of fathers could relate to this, right? You know, it's, it's hard, and and people view us as Homer Simpson, you know, but, um, but again, I put that together while we're building the app. So while I'm getting the voice actors and I'm doing all the building, you know, I had that little word, like no one's going to use your app. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'll put this together. Right. So I look at, I literally look at this as a battle with the devil at night. Come so sitting there at three o'clock in the morning and something's going wrong with the app. And I'm like, you know what, let's start getting this thing together. And so we started working on this and while the I was, journal, the journal. Yeah, sorry, the journal. And mm-hmm. while I was working on the journal, I had these different phrases that popped in my head. So one of my favorite is like the blessed mother versus my vices. So it's actually a shirt that I'm wearing uh, today. And again, mama said, don't give up. Right. It's a sweater I'm wearing because, again, like, you know, again, going back to the anxiety and depression, I've had people challenge me. Oh, you know, listen, man, like, yeah, praying's cool. But, you you know, you need to X to get over a vice. So I'm like, yeah, but again, if we. If we're, do we really understand how powerful it is, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a conversation for another day. But as I'm going through that, I have these other these other ideas pop in my head, and I start throwing them on T-shirts. So I'm sitting here in my Hoboken apartment. The kids are sleeping. I'm building an app. I'm writing a journal, and I'm designing T-shirts with no idea what I'm going to do with this stuff. Okay. No okay. idea at uh-huh. all. Um, and I, I always thought that that was the hard part, but the hard part is now. The hard part is going out there and actually getting the word out, you know? Um, but it was a really exciting time to kind of build this thing. And I don't look back enough. And, and the cool thing about this conversation is it's cool to remember why you did it, right? I, look, I honor my dad every single day. I say this all the time. Before I knew our father in heaven, I honored my dad, right? My, my worldly father. And he led me to heaven. And I know he was a roughneck and, you know, crazy guy. But I pray all the time for my rosary that wherever he is, we can get him one level closer and one level closer. Right. And that he gets graces through our family because, yeah. you know, who, who knows. Right. Wow. Um, but but again, that's that always go back to that's that's the, the, the sum, like summit for me. Right. That was a source for me um, when I didn't know any better. Right. When I when I didn't know any better it was just like. How, how can I serve? How can I do better? How can I show up? And then the pandemic, which I started off by saying how much I hate it, beautiful came from it, right? Even for myself, because it's like the coolest thing was the day that, so this journal was available on Amazon and on barnesandnobles.com, right? The coolest thing was the day that my wife went on the computer and typed in Mission Rosary on Barnes and Nobles. My son started to cry and we were like, are you okay? He was like, I'm so proud of dad. Oh my gosh, yeah, and are then you I'm, kidding me? Yeah, yeah, right? And I'm like, wow. Like, that just like, I, that wow. was, that, and I said it. And I was like, if I never sell a book and I never get a download, my kids got a chance to see us, me commit. Because again, man, like, you know, I'm raising them really different from, the, my mom did the best she could. Um, right off the bat, they've got two parents and they're going to church every single week, you know? So right off the bat, they're winning, right? And we're trying to trying to build them up spiritually and, and have conversations with them and, and pray with them, right? And just, again, be grateful, serve, serve wherever we have a chance. But that day was cool. That day was like, man, I don't care if I don't sell one t-shirt, one journal, one download. Like I showed him what was possible. And that, that was a win, you know? And, yeah. And, and yeah, man. So, um, and so again, we built it and then- so How'd you get it published? 
Oh, uh, yeah. So you, I self-published it. There are a lot of different companies that you can you know pay you know not a lot of money for. You could self-publish and and, and Barnes and Noble will sell. Yeah. It? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Believe it or not, a lot of that is self-published. Now this design here, like it's a little nicer than the one that's self-published. Um, and I had to buy those and like you know hold on to them. Got it. Yeah. So, um, you know, worked on it through 2020 into 2021. In 2021, the first time I ever had the chance to speak to anybody about it other than family and they thought I was nuts for doing it and my friends thought I was nuts so it's not like there's a meme and I know you're big on TikTok you know there's a meme on uh, or a thing on TikTok says like oh uh you know celeb support your celebrities the way I mean support your friends the way you support the celebrities you don't know like I'm like I hear that man because like none of my friends are supporting me but it's all good oh, with that being man. said though there are like two or three people ladies that like oh my gosh man every single time I put something on Facebook they order it so those, those are little things that, that keep me going, right? We don't have a ton of sales. We don't have a ton of downloads, but it's the people. Or it's so you like, also have a clothing line. I do have an apparel line, yeah. So it's funny, yeah, and I want to skip over that. So while I'm building the journal, I built the clothing line, and I call that standing in faith in the public square, right? So that's what that means. So it's like the, 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 the rosary app is for the person on the go. Press play, go, right? Uh, the journal is you have the 15, 20 minutes to sit down in your corner and just really meditate or use it as a book or whatever. Even, even if you're using it as a notebook for work, I mean, look at the images that are in there. Look at the promises that are in mm -hmm. there. So even if you're writing about today's meeting, like protect that meeting, right? Yeah. Is the way I look at that. And then the, the clothing line, the, the apparel line is, um, again, standing in faith in, in a world today, which, you know, again, I, you know, we're not to talk about how crazy it is and how much we're up against. You know, I don't have to say, I, I tell this before, like I shouldn't have to tell someone, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, right? I'm Catholic. Um, you should know by the way I carry myself, right? Yeah. Now, it's the way I carry myself. And oh, by the way, I got Our Lady on, on, yeah. on a sweater. But, um, but that's what I would say before. But I was it's just like, man, we, we need to, you know, again, how do we stand in faith? How do we encourage others? I'll be walking down the street and I'll get a thumbs up from somebody. I'll get people roll their eyes. I'll wear my Blessed Mother versus my vices on the subway in New York City. I'm the crazy guy on the train, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's fine. Like, I take it because it might you know, I plant the seed. But again, I did, oh, man, that all came from, you know, again, feeling down and out. The church is being closed at the end of the day. If it wasn't the church is being closed and it wasn't the hurt or the anger, you know, I, I would have continued serving, right? You know, I was a Eucharistic minister at my parish. I guess at the Knights of Columbus, all, all beautiful, awesome things. But if it wasn't for that, it pushed me to do this. And even now, I'm like, I don't know, God. Like, what, what, what am I going to do with this, right? Because, again, I'm just one guy. I'm not a big corporation. I'm not, you know, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy with a passion just to help help people stand in faith in the public square, right? Help encourage men. It's for everyone. But, again, I say men because, uh, because of my friends, right? My friends at church. These are great guys. They serve. But the rosaries for for judy right not joe yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so how do we you know again and then in the eucharist oh man the eucharist how important is the eucharist the, the there's a, a a meme or something or a, you know 30 percent believe in true presence yeah yeah less than uh 70 percent do not believe how? in the real presence of the eucharist which is that to me that's that is devastating like insane 70 percent of people in the pews right and and listen up we have to pray for them what are they, we're not what are they judging think? but yeah we're not judging but um how right how but and then i feel like an alien sometimes because like i'm you know we're we're the young family at mass like you know some people you know whatever they come and go and 
I tell my daughter, if you have a dance competition, we're going to visual mass, right? Again, it's the habit, right? It's, it's, this is important. This is not something that we just do. This is our life. Our life starts here and everything else comes from it. So this is, look, I'm just trying to save the Ramos family, right? And if I can help, you know. The what the, family? The Ramos family, my oh, family. I thought you, you know? said the Rainbow family. <laughs> no, the like... Ramos, Ramos family. Um, I'm just trying to help, you know, again, my family. If I'm able to, you know. Yeah, but the Lord him. is using you. You know what I mean? The, the church needs people like you. You know, I've heard over and over again uh, um, that, you know, when renewals start in the church, it's, it's through, the, through the lay people, not so much through the clergy, you know? Um, so, I, yeah, I'm grateful for what you're doing, man. And I would hope that, that people are inspired in this episode, that people uh, go check out missionrosary.com, that people download the app, the Mission Rosary app, and learn about the rosary. Learn about how, why are you praying the rosary? Because the rosary is not just meant to be just an Our Father and Hail Marys. Like five Our Fathers, 10 Hail Marys, you know, or 50 Hail Marys. Like it is meant to be a reflection on the life of Christ through the eyes of the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is what St. John Paul II said, that the rosary is a meditation upon the life of Christ. So when you're actually praying the Hail Marys, when you're praying the, the, the decades of the rosary, you, you are actually meditating, you are thinking about, you're using your imagination to think about whatever that particular time in the life of Christ is or was, and you are praying and asking for the grace of the Blessed Virgin Mary to give you the eyes that she saw through it. Now, there are a couple of decades that are, you know, like the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary or the Coronation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, okay? It's not specifically the, in, you know, the life of Christ, like the Baptism of the Lord or, or the Transfiguration or something like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, those things of the Assumption and of the Coronation is all through Christ, you know what I mean? It's through his salvation. You know, Mary was also saved by Christ before her conception, unlike us. But that's a whole other story. But so I want to encourage you, like, the rosary is powerful. And, 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 and if you want to make something meaningful out of it, don't just say a bunch of prayers. Make it a prayer. Make it a prayer. When you pray, I mean, sometimes I'm tempted. I got to get my rosary done. I got to do it real quick. How fruitful is that? I mean, I'm still doing it, so it's good, right? I'm not, I'm not just, you know, but for me, when I actually take the time to like really think about what I'm praying, like, okay, this decade right now is on, you know, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, the agony in the garden. Like when I really just, just turn my phone off, go and I pray, that's a powerful thing, man, to put yourself there. You know what I mean? So... That's what I like about the rosary is that it's, it's really a meditation. It is an intimate prayer. It's not just saying sometimes, and I, I joke like with the, you know, the old ladies after mass, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be the name of the kingdom. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. You know what I mean? Like, just like, how could you meditate upon? And maybe they are, maybe, maybe they are. You know what I mean? Uh, I like to say with them, like, why don't they pray the rosary the same way that they drive slow? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, it's yeah. like, like they're praying the rosary, like they're driving a Lamborghini when they go outside they're on a horse and carriage but anyway so that's that's a little comedy I, I maybe I made people laugh but um so that that's what we could do man so what any last thoughts like final pushes like 
Yeah, so again, man, and I could go on forever, like I said, because this story is still being told. But I want to, again, thank you for this opportunity. But I want you to go on missionrosary.com and check it out because, look, this is it's a .com, right? It, it's, it's a business. I have nowhere near made what it cost me to build the app, but understand what we're trying to do. I have a whole write-up on our social responsibility. And the social responsibility of Mission Rosary is in line with Catholic social teaching. So the idea is that you download the app, it's $3.99 a month. Robert's not getting rich. From that $3.99, you're going to nominate a charity, a parish, a group, something that falls into our social responsibility as Catholics and our Catholic social teaching. And we're going to build community. We're going to give back. I always, I love the fact like, you know, they're small checks, but like, you know, you send a check, you know, you send a, a $25 check to a soup kitchen in the middle of Kansas who who desperately needed that, right? Like that's what I wanted at home because there's a lot of apps out there and there's a lot of different ministries and they're doing great work, but this isn't about getting the most celebrities and having them pitch the product. This is about building community and helping each other. It's not like my podcast where I try to get celebrities to pitch the product. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the celebrities pitching yeah, products, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mission Rosary... <laughs> I guess I walked into that one, but no, but mission, it really is, man. We, I want to go back to, you know, I've had people tell me, oh, Catholic social teaching, you should probably take that off your website. Like advisors, like good Catholic people. And because I'm like, oh. because yeah, so I'm like, you know what? And, and I, that's not what I want this to be. You know, I, what I want this to be is, is really like, so two things. I was at the March for Life. Me too. Pe people come and give me big bear hugs. Robert, how you doing? I never met him. That's so cool. That's right. I, I was at a men's conference in South Jersey. The same thing. I, I on my Facebook, every now and then I'll put a picture with a guy like, I, like I heard you on Gus Lloyd. I saw you on this thing. I saw you, you know, so that's the coolest thing. And so they know like, hey, you know, we look, Mission Rosary, it's, it, we're, we're bootstrapping this, right? We're tomorrow, I'm heading to Buffalo. But you're available. Let, let people know that you go places. Oh, right? I, I've So been, let's talk to, real quick yeah. about that. Like I met you at a parish festival. I'll set up or, anywhere. Yeah, so I, I, I've set up, so I, I should touch on that so july uh 2021 i went to my first catholic men's conference in austin and you know covid was still happening it was very small and i mean shoot it, it i spent double the money it took to get there than what i made in sales but i thought wow there's four people with a mission rosary shirt and one guy has a journal and i just thought that was the coolest thing you know and then from there i went to the saint Anne fest street festival in, in hoboken and did that for five days and got the word out and then from there i just started googling like how can i get in so right now i've hit like i've been since uh july of 2021 till now i've gone to like 15 uh catholic conferences or street festivals or whatever I set up, I didn't even, I had to set up before, but I set up a table at the Staten Island Mall the weekend of the, uh, the reversal of abortion case. Really? And people, people were looking at me like, so I, I had no clue, like I didn't know when the thing was coming down, right? Yeah, But yeah. I was at the Staten Island Mall that weekend. So standing right in the middle of the mall I with a table, you. oh, I got the dirty looks and every now and, you know, I, I love when people come up to me and, and, you know, she's not real, whatever, right? Like they, you know, if they want to attack me and I say, listen, so the beautiful thing about what I'm trying to do here is I'm not trying to convert people. I'm trying to encourage my fellow brothers and sisters to pray the rosary more consistently and stand in faith in the public square, right? So I'm, I'm talking to the same people you're talking to. Now, someone... 
likes the story and converts, we have a conversation. I'm always very respectful, but I'm not going to get in an argument, a theology, you know, some theology argument or anything with anyone. I'm going to be very respectful, but I love when someone comes up to me and then they start to like, you know, nitpick or say something ugly. And it's happened like four times. They come back and they, they buy a shirt or they come back and buy a rosary. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> thank you. You know, Ooh. thank you. Cause at least it's, you know, get, get it blessed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that weekend in Staten Island mall, that's fun. I, I mean, I've set up tables anywhere. Like the idea is to get the word out. How right? do people contact you? Yeah. So missionrosary.com. Um, I have an Etsy page for the mission rosary clothing stuff. Okay. And then, um, and I'm super available, you know, again, Facebook, I do have a, a little bit of a following, which is pretty cool. I'm making friends uh, as um, Robert Ramos, as Robert Ramos and mission rosary and mission rosary and mission rosary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of the same thing. And we actually have a cool group going together. I have to shout them out. We have now 800 people in a, uh, I call it the Mission Rosary Prayer Line. Yeah. And every single morning, it's a, it's a, a Facebook uh, messenger. Every single morning, we go in there and we also, we pray for each other. Yep. Or we talk about what's going on. And I have about 80 to 100 people that are active in there. Liking and loving. I hope you pray the rosary together sometimes, man. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that, that's the next step. I, I gotta, you know, maybe at like a nighttime. Yeah, we gotta do like a Zoom or something because because I'm sure it comes across to the audience. I, I, you and I can have a conversation and I'm fine. You put the microphone on and you're looking at me. I get super nervous and and nah, so you, I, this has been great, man. I mean, I think I am gonna ask a, somewhat of a little bit of a controversial question right now. Um, not really controversial. You you'll understand what I'm saying, like. What would you say to somebody, though, like me, okay, that would prefer to pray the rosary, like, by myself or, like, you know, quietly, you know? Like, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't get me wrong. I like these apps. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to download your app, like, today, okay? So I, I do, and they have been helpful. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just pray, pray the rosary by myself. You know, when I start, again... What I when I started Mission Rosary, I thought I'd be serving the busy guy who doesn't get a chance to pray a lot, and I have a couple of them, right? But it's funny the people who download. So I met this awesome lady. Her name is Donna. She lives in Oklahoma City, and she built the Fatima retreat in her like backyard. She's you know well off and all, like she's just a beautiful person. And she's like, I remember this. I like, guess I met her in, in uh, Wichita, Kansas, the fam- the Catholic Family Conference. Awesome. I mean, you're talking about 35,000 people during like the COVID time that went to that conference. It's beautiful. And I remember when I met her, she says to me, you know, I lead prayer retreats and I lead Fatima retreats and I have a Fatima home in my backyard. But, you know, I don't pray the rosary when I'm alone. I have to download your app. And that I was the most humbled right there. I'm like, mm, this is a per-. Mm. and she's so great to me. And she still is like and I'm like, wow, I would have never envisioned like that. And then I have a couple of Catholic priests who downloaded the app and would have never in a million years thought about that. But that's why I also did the journal, right? Because I figured, you know, the idea is to be of service and help. That, that's the idea. Sure. It's, it's not I, one way or the other. Yeah, the idea is just to be of service. How can I help encourage Catholic standard faith in the public square? How can I help be a part, right? Because I'm nobody. I mean, this is not my rosary, right? So, but how can I get a resource together that can help keep someone on track? So that's the idea because myself too, like I don't use my app every day. I have my journal, right? You know, I have my journal and yeah, my journal has yeah. has the thing. So I'm not pressing play just to keep a, a, a streak going. The idea is where am I? Am I, you know, is there something going on with my kid in school and I have to go for a walk? Then, then I'll press play and listen to the rosary in Latin because that's what, what takes the stress off my heart. Um, everyone's in bed 
And, you know, there's no, there's no Nick game on or Devil's game on or, or Rangers game on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting alone and I pour a cup of coffee and I'm like, let's yeah. sit down, let's pray. And, and that's the idea, right? So, so you're right. The, the resource is there for those who need it, but it's definitely not the way to do it. I, it's three ninety nine a month? Three ninety nine a month. And listen, man, yeah. that is, that, that's less than a cup of coffee, okay, on one day. So don't be like, I'm not praying, paying for no app. That's less than a cup of coffee, just one cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. And, and I've said this publicly before. You know, if I could just get the money back it cost me to build, we'll make it free. It's, again, the idea is not, it, it's, it really is, how do we uh, yeah, encourage you people? to support your family, yeah. man. But again, we have the journal, we have the clothes, you know, we, we have ways, right? You know, again, you know, it, as hard as things are, like, things will always work out, right? Yeah. So, you know. Well, listen, I think because this, this episode is going to drop, right? Right before Holy Week, and I think it's important because Jesus did not go through Holy Week without his mom, and neither should we. You know what I mean? Neither should we. And even if she wasn't physically at every single thing, like you know, she wasn't at the Last Supper, maybe, or she wasn't at the you know, right there in the garden, the agony, like she was with him. She was with him. We know that. And everything that happened to him, every suffering that happened to him physically, happened to her spiritually. Happened to her heart. She, you know, the, the wound, there was, you know, the, the wounds of Mary, the spiritual, every time he was thrust in the side, she was thrust in her heart. You know what I mean? I mean as a parent, right? That's what we feel as a yeah. mother, right? Like it's, can you imagine them being right? The earthly mother? I mean, she was there at the cross watching, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and one of the last words, mother, behold your son, son, behold your mother. And that wasn't just for the two of them. Yeah. That was for all of humanity right there. All of us behold, take her under your your the roof of your heart your home you know for and for her to take us she is our mother she's our heavenly mama you know so i think this is a beauty god ordained this we didn't have this plan but i think this was this was great that this is happening the week before holy week um as we you know enter into that so um why don't we close off with praying a prayer to her our lady of sorrows uh, the blessed virgin mary we'll keep this one simple we'll just do a hail mary Excuse me, I got intense acid reflex right now. Good mama. Anyway, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Robert Ramos, thank you very much. This is awesome. It was great meeting you at the, the St. Saint, Saint Joe's Festival last year. I believe it was the Padre Pio I was just going to say, yeah, I didn't right? want to get off without saying that yeah. you actually are a customer. You purchased I, a Padre. And I, and I was saying, like, you didn't... You didn't let me give you a free shirt. Like that was crazy. Because that you, why, why should I get just because I'm a priest? You no, give me that, a pre- that you know, was you gotta, you know, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, so for I the audience, to- I offered him a free shirt, and he was like, "No." I, I, so I actually tell that story. I don't say your name, but I'm like, you know, it's funny. Um, even when you, you know, again, you, well, I think your words to me were like, "How are you going to keep this going?" or something like that. Yeah, you have to <laughs> exactly, you know, like just because people think I don't have like money, and I, it's not like trust no. me, I'm struggling. Like yeah. I don't, I you know, I, I could barely afford to do this podcast, but um, we, we got to change that too, right? We got to get this out there. I don't, yeah, man. If you, if anybody out there has the time, just wants to help me out, check it out. So, all right, well, listen, God bless you, um, and uh, have a great week. Uh, entering the Holy Week, don't just go to Easter Sunday Mass, people. Please go Holy Thursday. Go Good Friday. Please, please, please check it out. And if you can go to the Easter Vigil, 
Go to the Easter Vigil. It is beautiful. B-E-A, beautiful. Peace. God bless. Yeah.